how you doing? Just thought I'd have a little sit-me-down this morning. It's a little different, right? It's kind of informal. The reason we're doing this is, is we're in this, we're, we're not calling this series, but it's an it's initiative that we were entitled to come together, obviously, more than a, a, a Beatles track. But um, it seems really weird and, and, and terrifying to say at, at this time and point in history of the church, to talk about coming together, right? When everything else is dividing us, when an election looms, we can't even agree on who we're voting for. We can't agree on what football team to pull for. We can't agree on, you know, heck, my family can't even agree on what restaurant we want to go to after church. I mean, we can't agree on, on much, right? And yet, Scripture and, and it tells us and commands us to come together and to be together as the body of Christ. And that's important today. So in this uh, series of messages it is a series of messages but it's more than that because we're, we're calling it an initiative as you heard in the announcements and if you didn't if you missed it if you were kind of tuning out you can go back and watch the service uh, the replay on Facebook or, or YouTube or on our website and you can catch all the details of all the things that are coming that you can do and get involved in because it is an initiative it is a, it is a um, our desire to get people out of their seats and doing things as kingdom people it's our desire to get people out of the the, the, the chair on sunday morning and into the the streets and into the the you know place certain places where people are so that we can love on them and, and share the gospel with them that's that's a, a truly our desire isn't that right shannon i mean i i know she would agree we've talked about this so much and like in, in this time where people aren't even sure they want to come back to worship or not it is time to come together in in more ways than just between the hours of 11 and 12, 12, 15. It, it, it's time to be the church. And what I see a lot, many times, is the church not being the church, capital C. Not this church, necessarily. But all our, us as a body of believers, globally, um, you know, we've sort of been paralyzed a little bit through this pandemic and other things going on, right? The church has sort of been paralyzed, partially paralyzed. And that's just the way the enemy wants it. I'll tell you. So we want to battle that. We want to battle through that a little bit this morning. I want to speak a little uh, hard truth this morning to you, but I hope you'll receive it in the, in the way that it's meant uh, because it's not my truth. It's the truth of Scripture, okay? Uh, it's what God wants to speak to us. And, and throughout this initiative, we're asking some of our ministry partners and people in our, in our community of believers, our church, uh, to come up and share the stage with us and share their heart. And this morning... I thought, we thought it'd be a great idea for you to hear from somebody who's younger, from a younger generation, uh, that represents our young adults, our college, and our, our, our students, our younger students, and just the heart behind what uh, they value in community, what they value in this community particularly, and how um, maybe that can stir something up in us as older people that, might, that, that perhaps has been dormant for a little while. I know, I'm telling you, I know this to be true for me. Over the last six, seven months, I have felt slightly paralyzed in, 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 my, in, in the way that I function in, in the, the body of Christ, the way that I function in my own community. Um, this has been the toughest season of my life, so to speak, because I'm a connectional person. If I don't, if I'm not around people, I'm lost. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm a little bit on the empty side. I'm a little bit on the more negative side, which y'all know me. If anybody knows me, they know I'm more of a positive person in general. But I have been more negative and more down and more depressed.
been more worried in the last seven months than I have ever have in my whole life. And that's not a coincidence. This is what Satan desires to do to the whole church, not just me. The entire church, if he can paralyze us and get us into a place where we're not moving and we're standing still and we're, our feet are, 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 are uh, planted in, in, a, in, in right there and we're not, we're not able to move and we're not able to, to, be, to function like God wants us to, then, then um, we've, we've, got, we've got issues. The entire church has issues then. Uh, and, and so Colton, Colton Broom, some of y'all know Colton. Y'all come, come on up, man. Love you. You guys welcome him up here. Grab that mic right there. Thank you, guys. Uh, good morning. Good morning, church. How are you guys this morning? Good. How you doing? Good. Good. All right. So want to kind of do this conversation style, and I, I'm going to pick your brain a little bit in your heart and, and give you a couple questions that, to answer that might give our church some insight into what we feel like is really special about um, our young adults down and what they value in community. Right. Because it's pretty special, right? We, we, you know, we do the hashtag family thing a lot. We, we do believe that it's family. Um, and there are reasons for that. It's not just that they're young and they're energetic and they, they just kind of want to be around people. This is something I believe that we as adults can learn from. Right. Um, so my first question to you is, Kind of give us a, a little bit of insight on how you came into our community, what God did, all the circumstances surrounding that, and how he brought, it, brought you to this particular community, I believe. Right, so um, I grew up in church. Um, you know, I was in and out of youth groups, that kind of thing. But when I made it, you know, when I got to the high school age, I kind of took a hold of my own life, I guess you could say. Started doing things that I wanted to do. Um, I, I came together with some people, but uh, not for the right reasons. Let's just put it that way. Um, <clears throat> I was a student athlete. I wanted to play at the colleg collegiate level and, and there on after if, if, you know, God willing. But, um, you know, I, I was just kind of living my own life. But uh, my, my sophomore year of high school, a good friend of mine, um, it, and she was a part of the youth group here, Sydney Walker, she, she uh, ended up passing away. And, and it, sh it shocked a lot of us. Um, but, but that's how you and I met. That's how you and I, um, you know, that's how our relationship started and, and how we really became, became friends. Um, that's how I got plugged into youth group, kind of one foot in, one foot out for a little while. But, um, you know, that's how I got here. Well, um, junior year rolls around um, in high school, and, and I'm on a mission trip, and I, I'm goofing off, doing some crazy stuff, and I end up tearing my ACL right before my senior year. Well, um, Justin was right there um, by my side. He wit wit witnessed it happen, and um, I was reading this verse every night before I went to bed up to this, this, this point in time while I was on the mission trip, uh, James 1, 2, 3, 4, and it says to find joy in your trials, my brothers and sisters, for it produces um, steadfastness, um, unless steadfastness have its full effect, making you perfect and complete. <clears throat> I didn't understand what that meant until you know, the injury, um, until my identity was taken away from me. I was an athlete, and um, I guess that was kind of it at that point. So God blessed me with joy during the roughest time of, of my life up to that point, and it was through community. Um, people that I, I wasn't really that close with, but they were close with Jesus, they showed up, came to my house, prayed for me. It was by the prayers of my, my community and my peers that, that held me up during that time and produced that joy in me. 
good. You have some scripture to share this morning, and, and, and talking about the church being a body, right? Talking about it being a unit, like, um, and we're together and how we function. I want you to share that with, right. with our church. So, um, it, guys, if you have a Bible, um, turn with me. If you don't, it's going to be on the screen. Um, but it, it's 1 Corinthians um, chapter 12, so let me, let me turn there. Um, so, uh, again, oh, uh, Chapter, chapter 12, 1 Corinthians, um, verse 14. It says, Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, to cease to be a part of the body. And if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, cease to be a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear where the sense of smell be. But in fact, God has arranged the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted it to be. If they were all, all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. And um, I, just for the sake of time, I want to skip down to uh, verse 25 there, 25 through 27. And so it says, so that there should be no division in the body, but that it that its part should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And I, I think that exemplifies um, church as a whole, uh, capital C, and, and the community that I'm a part of. Um, you see, if you think about the body of Christ, um, Visually, Jesus hanging there on a cross. You see a lot of wounds. It's not necessarily pretty from the outside looking in. But Jesus brings life. He, bring, he, he, he brings resurrection. He brings newness. He, br he brings, I, the best way to put it is life. He brings life. Like, like, like the shirt we, we wear. Jesus is life. And um, if you look around, you've got students Working in the back back there, you've got students um, week in, week out at STIR serving. You've got students at small groups leading. You've got students right now um, back there with porch kids helping in any way that they can. Um, and, and for some students, their reason and their purpose for right now is just to come. It's just to come together, be a part, get plugged in. And um, I think that's what exemplifies our community as a whole. Yeah, you, you mentioned a word, and I want to key in on that word mainly today, and the word is purpose. Right. Um, you know, we find our purpose in all sorts of things, you know, and I've heard this quote, maybe you have too, but there's a great quote, and it's real simple. It says, passion follows purpose, and what that means is wherever your passion lies, that's where you, you know, wherever your purpose is, that's where your passion is going to go. Like, if I, my purpose is to be a, a dad, all my passion and my energy and my focus is going to go to being a good father. Or if my passion is to be a, a you know, football player like yours was at the time, or mine at the time, you know, my purpose is, if, if my identity is found in that, then all my passion, my energy, everything, my mind, my focus is going to go to that. And you mentioned that, and I was there with you when, you know, when effectively your high school sports career ended. Right. Um, and, and I, and I, you know, we walked through those months together, um, and one thing I saw in you, and, and, and I told you this happened for me as well, 
when that when purpose could no longer be found in being athlete when that ended which it, it effectively does for all of us who play organized sports right. then where does that passion go then where do you find your purpose then right and so uh, you found your purpose in Christ right. and, and it's not cliche you truly found it you and you're 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 a uh, focused serious you know uh, you, you put you are right, you just yeah. put everything into whatever you're doing and and your relationship with Christ is what took over that place in your life and same for me you know when sports was no longer you know who I was you know what was it going to be and and obviously God brought um, music and leading worship for, for me to be able to put my focus into as far as how I function in the body of Christ and then later on student ministry and preaching and stuff but that that's still my purpose is to be a functioning member of the body of Christ. Right. right. That's my purpose. That's our purpose as the church. And if I'm not doing that, if I if my if my purpose is elsewhere, right, which it can be, um, then I'm not a properly functioning member of the body. And that's what I, I love about that that scripture you just shared. Um, speaking of passion, right? Speaking of passion, no greater display. In, in, in our area than the one displayed last Friday night. 12, 13,000 people crammed into a stadium for a football game. I was there too. And man, I, anybody who knows me knows I'm passionate about football. I'm passionate about football. I'm passionate about sports in general, right? I have a double passion because I have a, a son who plays the sport. And I can watch him grow and watch him do it. And then I love all the boys. And on either side, you know, that, that's, it's, a, it's a joy to watch. But, man, talk about passion. There's very little that, that compares to the passion of Wintersville. Am I right? But, man, if, if my passion is 100% or 90% or 80% Wintersville, or football, or organized sports, or travel ball, or cheerleading, or all any, or dance, or anything else that I do, and it's not, and, and, and I'm not funneling that into the body of Christ. If I'm not, if my passion isn't for people, and seeing people get connected with the church, and seeing people come into relationship with Jesus, then I have a wayward passion problem on my hands. I do. I just do. Um, you know, we talk about coming together, right? Coming together. And this, and last week Shannon mentioned about, you know, the idea of coming together was uni unity in the church. Like, there's so much that separates us, right? But today, we, we want to focus on the actual coming together because we believe it's important. Not just to be in a room on Sunday morning together, right? Because there are many of us, if you're watching online, um, chances are you're either out of town or you're not ready to come back. And that's okay. You have, you, you have reasons. But I know, I, please take this with love, I know that out of the 13,000 people at Wintersville Friday night, I know there are people there that will say, I'm still not ready to come to church. I know there are people going to the gym and the restaurant and Target that are still saying it somehow in their mind, I'm still not ready to come to church. Why? Why? We are the body of Christ. I need you. You need me. If we're not functioning properly, if we're not here together, if we need to wear a mask, wear a mask. If we need to put on a hazmat, put it on. 
We need to be together. And it's not just about the Sunday morning gathering. Now, hear me. Hear me. Please receive this alone. Some, some have already tuned me out. But I want you to know that I'm in this boat, too. I have felt the, the, the pull of should we, shouldn't we, all this stuff. Should I go to this? Should I not? Man, community is vital. Community is vital. The, the word we use for the church at the last couple of weeks that Shannon mentioned is the word ecclesia. And here's the best definition for that word that you seems like a, a weird word to use. But the word ecclesia, truly, this is what it means. One definition says, the assembly of people under the banner of the cross of Christ. The assembly of people under the banner of the cross of Christ. Not under the banner of the Porch Community Church. Not under the banner of Protestantism. Not under the banner of Christianity even. Under the banner of Jesus. Because we can get it muddied. We can, we can think it's about Sunday morning from 11 to 12, 15. We can think it's about, you know, how much you attend. And that's not really where we're going. But I promise you, if your purpose is found as a functioning member of the body of Christ, a vital member then your passion will be for the church. And your, where your passion is, there you're, there you're going to be. I promise you. There are people that will not be kept from that Wintersville game. My, my prayer is that they're sitting somewhere being fed this morning in a church and being a functioning member of the body of Christ because we need each other. You know, it, it gets real, we're really um, apt to say, you know what, it's just me, teenager, that you're not, certain, you're not doing anything like doing something right now. You're just kind of coming in and, and getting fed. It's real, it's real easy for you to think that you don't have function and purpose in this, in this body. It's real easy for you to say, they're not going to miss me. It's so easy, you at home, to say, they're not going to miss me there. They're not. But we are all vital members of body. There is something that you, watching at home, listening right here, that you can bring to the table as a functioning member of the body of Christ that I can't bring, that no one else in this room can bring. You are vital. You are vital to this. And so that's, that, that's just an encouragement to you. Last question I have for you is that if there's anything that our church, our community here, can learn from our young people and how we function, you, you guys function in community and how you do life together, what do you think that would be? Right. Um, you know, so this... This is for the adults. Um, I'm going back to, to, to your Wintersville reference. You know, I, I, I was at the game. I was there. And as I was sitting there, it dawned on me. I didn't see a lot of masks. I saw a lot of people gathered together, cheering. I said, it's like COVID doesn't exist here. It's like race doesn't exist here. Black and white doesn't exist here. Your, your political party doesn't exist here. None of that mattered. It was about the guys who were on the field, not really even your own team. It was about a tradition here in Valdosta that we take pride in. And why is the church not like that? Each and every day, it's not just on a Sunday. And I think if you can take anything from watching us as, as a younger generation, please see this, that church is not a Sunday morning. It's not. It's, uh, it's life. It's doing life together. It's It's being a family, being being best friends, you know, you, you can see us high school students too, a lot of hands raised, a lot of passionate worship, and why, you know, why is that? It's because 
we, we get together, we have tough conversations with one another. We're vulnerable with one another. We're transparent with one another. We talk about the things that are really hard to talk about, um, that, that, are, that are easy to keep to yourself. And so there's no judgment. And when, when, when you're free of judgment, there's just perfect freedom. There's perfect freedom in the body of Christ. And, and that's what you see over there is freedom. And that's what I want for our adults. And I think that that's what our college students want for our adults as well. Is we want to see you guys be catalysts, not for just change. You know, we say that word a lot, change. We want to see you guys be a catalyst for life. And that comes from Christ. From Christ. So get together. Get in, like, little groups. It can be one-on-ones. Like, don't just make it a routine Sunday morning. Challenge yourselves. Like, get together with people. So I think that's what, I think you guys would agree with me. That's what we want to see from our adults and our, our entire church. Capital C. Yeah, and I, the, word, the word I would use to describe my generation and up is, uh, there's some pretense there. Because we've, we've lived a little bit longer. We've, we understand how to play the social game a little bit. And, and that bleeds over into the church, even on a Sunday morning. We're, we can be pretentious, right. which meaning we can put the, we can establish, we can put our foot down and say, okay, I, I got to keep it together. I got to be, I got to be dignified. I can't, I can't, you know, I have a hard time showing emotion, so I'm just going to sit here and just kind of let it wash over me. And you, you, you mentioned it. Look, when we're having, when we're vulnerable with each other and we're having hard conversations and we know the good and the bad and we do life together in a, in a, in a beautiful and ugly way at the same time, that, the pretense is gone. And it, and it brings about freedom, and that not just freedom in worship. And if, if you think the, and if sometimes an adult might be so inclined to think that it's, you know, raising of hands or whatever, and the, and the, the energy that's put into like corporate worship might be a little bit of a show right. or pretense, but it's not. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you that uh, just watching, I, I watch, I get to watch from a, you know, I get a, I get a better view than anybody, Allison and I do, and just seeing total freedom. In all areas of life, not just when we get together and sing some songs, right? So, well, we love you. We're thankful for our young adult community, our college community. Um, They are, they inject passion and energy, and they are a lifeblood of our church, and um, we we love y'all very much, and hey, thanks for sharing with us. Thank you. Thank you, church. Yep. I'm a statistics guy. I love statistics. I love surveys. I think some of them are bogus, but then I think some of them have real content and they carry weight. Um, And uh, if anybody's familiar with the Barna Group, uh, started by George Barna, which is a uh, a, a, a statistics organization uh, centered around Christian statistics. Uh, they, they, They survey everyone, Christian or not, but it's for the, it's, it's informational for the church. To make us better, it gives us info on, on where on the temp, it takes the temperature of the church, capital C. Um, and here's a great Barna study that was done recently during the COVID pandemic. And I, I want to give you this: one in three practicing Christians have stopped attending church during COVID. One in three. One in three, for various reasons. But here's the thing that got me. Okay, I said okay, I, I, no duh, right? I know that I, I, pretty pretty well on the mark. But although it's nice to have an online 
you know, online church and being able to do that is convenient. Y'all, it ain't the same. Can we just say that? I'm thankful that we've got it for those who can't be here. But if we can be here, why I wouldn't I will not ever choose this or that or my phone over this. Ever. Ever. It's not the same. And if I can be here and be safe and do what I need to do to be with my my body of believers, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be here. Here, here's the other part of that statistic. One in three practicing Christians have stopped going to church. That's, that's where it's currently standing. Here's the other part of that. Of them that were the ones that they surveyed after that, that have, for whatever reason, have stopped coming. A higher anxiety rate, a, a more sense of, a sense of hopelessness, a sense of not belonging, a sense of loneliness. Does it sound familiar? And I know there are various reasons for this, but it's, it, it, it cannot be denied that part of the reason is that we're lacking connection and community with each other. Part of that reason is that, as Hebrews 10, 25 would say, we have forsaken, we have forsaken meeting together, as some do. He said, don't forsake that, Hebrews 10. Don't forsake, don't forego coming together. And if you're not ready for Sunday morning between 11 and 12 or 9.30, go have lunch with someone who loves Jesus, who will pour into you. Go get, get into one of these Paracaleo groups. Distant, if, you, if, you, if you need time uh, to be comfortable coming back, that's okay. I'm not knocking that. But don't give up on that. Don't ride this wave out and say, I've just got to ride COVID out. It ain't going anywhere. We, we have to get busy being a church. If you're waiting on COVID to disappear, it's not disappearing. We have to find ways to be the church and be together. Amen? We need that. I need it. You need it. And it goes back to that scripture, and I, and, and, and I, I think of the, the coinciding scripture in John 15 where it says, God says, I'm the vine, and you are the branches, right? We are to remain connected to one another. I'm going to uh, quote it here. It says, those who remain in me and I in him will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile and burned. But if you remain in me, my words in you, you may ask anything you want and it'll be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are true disciples. This brings great glory to God our Father. Passion follows purpose. Man, in Psalm 122, David says, I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. I was glad. I was excited. I was passionate about it. I'm more passionate about Jesus than the, the, the Lowndes High Vikings or the Valdosta Wildcats or the Georgia Bulldogs. I'm more passionate about Jesus and seeing my lost friends and family come to know Jesus than I am some football team. I'm more passionate about that. And you know what? I just said that, but that's a lie in my life most of the time. See, I want to be there. I want to get there. The only way I'm going to get there is I need you to help me. You need me to help me. We need to do life together, amen? We need to, we need to be the church, the ecclesia, the assembly of, of people under the banner of Christ. I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. Let's go. Let's remain connected to, to the vine. 
Let's abide in Christ together. Let's find new and innovative ways to do that. Not just between the hours of 11 and 12. We have a perfect opportunity. Adults, you have an opportunity tomorrow night at 7 p.m. right here in this room to come worship with us. No agenda. Just sit in the presence of God. Just enjoy it. And I challenge you, come for an hour and 15 minutes. It'd be the best hour and 15 minutes of your life if you let, if you let God do what he wants to do. It's not because we're amazing or this church is this, this building or this band, whatever. It's not about that. It's about being together in the presence of God, which we are now. So I don't want to let this moment slip away. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray. We're going to get back to worship. We're going to end our time together. But passion, passion follows purpose. Where you find your purpose is where your passion and energy are going to go. You'll, you'll, you'll be surprised at what God does in you if, you if you allow him to develop a heart for the house, the church, not the building, but the, the body of believers, the family, the family, the hashtag family that we talk about all the time. It's important. And I hope it'll be important to you going through. I hope you'll take the challenge as, as a loving challenge, a, a pride, a, a, a push forward, okay? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. We love being a part of this community. And, and, and God, I know that the enemy desires to try to take that away, to rip it out of our hands to rip us away from the family, to separate us, to isolate us. But Jesus, your Holy Spirit is so much more powerful than that. We find purpose and meaning in you, God. We find our, our true identity in you. We find home. We find uh, ways to, to, to serve and we find fulfillment as an assembly united under the banner of Christ. So my prayer for this church on this block is that we would be ignited with holy passion for you. That nothing's going to stand in our way of being together as the church and functioning outside of the walls of this building. Because if we can't be the church in here, we're not going to be the church out there. Heavenly Father, do what only you can do. Reveal more of yourself to us in this time of worship. And it's in your name we pray.